This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And continuing with this afternoon's Q&A program, which has been brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. Mufti Sahib, is it permissible to make a single tawaf for multiple people? Rahman Rahim, before we answer, I'm busy with Haaretz here. Dozens believed to be kidnapped by Hamas. So that is in red. That's breaking. Israel, Gaza war. You want to say Gaza. Learn proper terms. Don't use the Kufar terms. Imam Shafi was born in Gaza. Habibullah, sallallahu great-grandfather Hashim is buried in Gaza. Israel, Gaza war, enters second day. Death toll rises to 600 as fighting still rages. See? How our Muslims are putting on. Let me go to the times of Israel. So I see they also carrying good stories there. Remember this and give you some breaking news from them. Times of Israel. What the Jutlas Haramis have to say now? So let's see what they say. So latest for years, Natas propped up Hamas. Okay, leave all that now. So that is the blaming him. Two Israeli tourists killed and all that. I gave you all that there. Authorities named 44 soldiers, 30 police officers killed in Hamas attack. You got that? That came from times of Israel. 44 soldiers dispatched to hell of Israel. 30 police officers killed. A great, great victory. Remember that. And go more to them. You must remember times of Israel and see what else they're telling us. That they say... They want to get back all these people who are alive and so forth. You won't get nobody back. We're going to make deals with you. For every one, we want 1,000. You see, that is Hamas. So Hamas will make they go round and round and round. So these are masters. You must remember that. Allah grant them victory. Okay, you are in Makkah, Mukarramah. You make tawaf. So you make intention for millions of people. You make umrah. You make intention for millions of people. All permissible. If you're performing first hajj, then you make intention for one person. If you're making nafil hajj, you make intention for millions and billions of people. We used to go it does not feel hajj most of the time so you must remember as to tell the people like my wife and others and so forth say Ya Allah from Nabi Adam alayhi time right up to Sayyiduna wa Habibuna Mustafa time every person who came and lived with Iman and died with Iman in Islam we performing this tawaf this umrah this hajj for them and then from time of Mustafa Rasulullah right till day of of justice. We're performing the Umrah and Hajj and all the Nafil Hajj, voluntary Hajj for all of you. So when I to come, I tell my nephews, nieces, I made Hajj for you, Umrah for you, Tawaf for you. So my nephews, they tell me, you're shooting us left, right and center. How can you make for so many people? So I say it's Nafil, is voluntary. So in voluntary, you can make for millions and billions of people, whether they are dead, whether they are alive, or whether yet to come. Wa rahmati wasiat kulla shay. My mercy encompasses everything so that is what we must realize and understand Allah Jalla Wala ke khazana mein koi kami nahi Allah's treasures are unlimited remember that so you are in Makkah Mukarramah do that inshallah very good Mufti Sahib this family is zakatable eligible for zakat uh, according to an alim and the question is, is it permissible to give them a vehicle for the means of transport as they're going through great difficulties? 
If the alim and it's a reliable alim, not because he's their family or because he's their connection and so forth and so on, but independently he is there and he sees they are in dire straits and so forth and then you want to buy a car for them and so forth. So you don't have to buy a brand new car and go spend 500000 and one million and that. You buy a nice decent car for 100000 150000 like that second hand and you give it to them. It must be put on their names and no conditions attached. Then only is it permissible provided that you're 100% sure they are Muslim and they are totally deserving. So then it would be permissible. If you're sitting in Idris and your father-in-law passed away, must you attend the funeral? No, you can't attend it. You're in Idris, your husband divorced you, three talaq, or your husband passed away, so you must be there. So father-in-law passed away, within the same town or something or nearby, they can bring the father-in-law here to you, so you must remember that. So what is the big deal? There's no problem. If you want to practice on Sharia, so you can do it, story time. My niece, her husband passed away. Listen carefully. She is in Iddat for four months and five days or six days. For Iddat to end was three, four, five days, plus minus, right? In that interim, her father passes away. My brother passes away. So now she says, what about me? I say, I'm your father now. Your father has passed away. Habibuna Rasulullah said, Al-Ammu Sinwu Abi. That the chacha, the kaka, the paternal uncle, pastor, brur, takes the place of the father. You see? Al-khala to be manzilatil um. The masi, the mother's sister, the kala, she takes the place of the mother. All these are sahih hadiths in Mishkat Mustafa Ahmed. So I spent two hours with him on that Saturday, 19, uh, 2013, when he passed away. It was Zohar time. So he told me that now he's going and he's taking his son to going to hospital. So I said, why you don't read Salat and then go? So I went to the masjid and so forth. Then my nephew phoned me, Maulana Muhammad Ridwan. He told me there's something happening. I said, you drive straight to the hospital and then you sort it out there. I'll meet you there. Anyway, we gave Gusal all that. So I'm telling my niece, you just stay put there in Iddat. We're not going to bury your father. You will have enough time. That is my promise to you. I want to show you, if you want to practice on Sharia, how things will work. So my cousin Osman Hussein, Osi. So Osi is a champion in all this. Allah reward him, reward his son. They masters in all this, kafan, dafan, and hers and all that, you know. How many years, 30, 40 years they're doing it. Allah reward them. So I told my brother, my cousin Osman, you understand? Osi, drive now. We have to go to Rainsworth. This is Gorochi. I said, no, my niece, you know. So we must show her. This is a father. So we gave Gusal everything, yay, to Joburg. We drove from there to this thing, to Rainsworth. And we reached there Asr time between Asr Maghrib. I took out the body, everything. I said, see, this is your father. Gather your children. All of you read Surah Yasin. Make your dua, everything. But when I come after Maghrib, I'm picking up. I don't want no delay. And that's exactly what we did. And she completed the Iddat. She saw her father. She made the duas. After four or five days, then she came to Heidelberg and all that. And then everything happened. He, my brother Ahmed, when my father passed away in uh, 1982, Ramadan time. So I told my mother, I said, see, Ahmad can never make it. He's in Makkah. But there was a family, Jada family, Isuk Jada. 
He came to me and he told me that, uh, he, you know, that time there were no direct flights from Jeddah, Joburg, and you couldn't make direct calls. You had to book the call. So he, Ishub Gora, told me he booked the call to contact his brother, Abdul Samad Jada, and my brother is there. He's telling me, must I tell, must I tell, must he tell his brother to tell my brother? I said, yeah, tell them and tell them to make dua. He won't make it. Lo and behold, there was no email, there was no fax and nothing like that. The only thing there was was telex. If I remember correctly, about 10, half past 10 or so, we received the telex. He said, wait for me, I'm going to make it. I just fell down almost, you know. From Mecca, from Mecca, he said, make it for Janaza and Heidelberg. And he came from Jeddah, from Mecca to Jeddah. The Saudis closed the plane. You, you got the door. They closed the door. So my cousin, Abdul Ghaffar Ghafuri of Middleburg now, he told that guy, open the door. This man's father passed away by Ishara. They opened the door. He said, what? He said, this man's father passed away. See, Allah wants. He comes from, the, from the Jeddah to Nairobi. Big story. They didn't want to accept him. He had to buy a new ticket. And he came and he made it for Janaza. So the point I'm making, me and you can say what we want to. People can't make Janaza from Durban to Joburg so many times. The man made it from Makkah to, to Heidelberg, to South Africa. And that time the Bhura was still running the show, 1982. On compassionate grounds, they took his name and said, come out, come out, Mr. Ahmad Hussain, and so forth. So these are lessons. If you want to practice on Sharia, then you will do it. But if you don't want to practice, agar tu hi na chahe, then bahana hazar, you will make thousand excuses. No, 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 my father-in-law passed away. My son-in-law passed away. I'll break my idiot. I'll do this. I'll do this. But you must have that. I will practice on Sharia. Then Allah will make the way out for you. وَمَيْ يَتَّقِ Surah 65 verses 2 and 3 وَمَيْ يَتَّقِ When you have taqwa, when you have true piety, Allah makes the way out for you. People can go fly a kite. You don't have to worry about people. Allah will give you risk from such avenues you never expected. So this was a karamat, really. From Makkah, the man makes it to Janazah, to here to Heidelberg, you know. So anyway, these were stories that I had to bring to your attention that our, my other brother passed away, Abdul Ghaffar. Till today, I don't know. I was there in Makkah. I fastened a haram, you know, in Aqsa. And then, uh, then I performed Umrah. Then I went to Medina. And then I came there. In Medina, I got the message. My brother is very ill. It was Friday. And uh, so now, when I contacted them, they said, I said, okay, I'm landing Saturday. Just wait for me. I'll be there. And then when I found out that Friday, a helicopter lands in his yard. Can you believe that story? A helicopter landing in his yard. Who, who, who? I went to every doctor I could think of. Muslim doctor, non-Muslim doctor, family members. I said, how did a helicopter land that year? I said, nobody knows. But the helicopter took him to the hospital. Twelve minutes, he was in hospital. So now who did all that? I'm asking you. If you know today, tell me. I want to really know. And if we owe you anything, I'll pay you for you. You must remember that. So that is lessons. When you think what Allah does. So you see, Allah give Hamas. These Jutlas, Haramis, they swear Allah, they curse Allah and everything. So therefore, Allah issue me. And this is Quran. فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعَدُ الْآخِرَةِ 
Allah will mutilate your faces. Did you see the fear in their eyes when the Palestinians were taking them out from the tanks and throwing them? You must remember what a sight it was. It was like when Abdullah the Mas'ud came and he said, Ya Abba Jahal, you remember you gave me a smack right there by the Baytullah when I was reading Surah Rahman. Today I'm going to decapitate you. I'm going to knock your neck off to pieces. Abu Jahal's arrogance even that time, he said, decapitate me, it's fine, but don't cut my neck here on the top, cut it right at the bottom. When people see my neck, even after my death, they must know I'm a leader. So these are these jutlas. Chapter 17, verse 7. We're going to like the first time we entered, not through jail, kalam and all, all these meetings and resolution. How Sheikh Yusuf Karzawi said, la la bil kalam wa la all bil jihad wal qital. We're going to liberate it through jihad. And will you tabiru ma alau tatbira? We're going to crush your pride and arrogance to pieces. They can say what they want to the jutlas, the haramis, and all of them. They are pride, they are ego, and all that has been torn to pieces by our mujahideen. So when Allah wants to do something, then remember, Allah gives victory. Taliban take on forty-eight countries. <coughs> so don't be a fool and an idiot. Always practice on Sharia and then see how Allah's help will come. But when you don't want to practice, then you will look for every excuse as well. Remember that. <coughs> After the Maghrib Azan in Makkatul Mukarrama and Madinatul Munawwara, usually people pray the Turakat Salah. Is this from the Sunnah and what niyyah should one make? The Hadith is in Bukhari Sharif. Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Swallu qabla al-maghribi rakatayn, Swallu qabla al-maghribi rakatayn, Swallu qabla al-maghribi rakatayn, insha'Allah. Thrice the Master alayhi sallam said, that read before your maghrib for salat two rakats. And insha'Allah, if you want the third time, so therefore Shafi's humblies, they say, is sunnah. I followed the Hanafi school, but deliberately in Makkah, Medina, I read it because some of our super Hanafis, you know, Jahil Hanafis, want to be more Catholic than the Pope, you know. So they say, no, you can't read. But when the Imam is giving you time, why you can't read? Make intention of your Tahiyatul Masjid. Make intention of Salatul Hajjat. Make intention, you must remember, you're reading two rakats, Salatul Tawaf. You made Tawaf after Asr. You can't read the two rakats then. So you make the intention then. Totally permissible. So now one Hanafi family went. Now. Now, they send the question to me. They landed in Jeddah Asr time. Listen to this. And then Adhan was going. So now they say, no, 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 we are Hanafis, we can't read now. You see, Jahalat, you can be in any part of the world. Once the time comes in, like nowadays, half past three, quarter to four, the time comes in in South Africa, yeah, Joburg, Durban, and all these places. So that is the verdict for Asar Salat. So that is the verdict of Shafi'is, Maliki's, Hanbali's, and Imam Abu Yusuf, Imam Muhammad, the greatest students of Imam Abu Hanifa, and we call them Sahibain, Rahimahullah. Imam Abu Yusuf is buried in Kazimiya. I went to his grave, Mubarak. Imam Muhammad bin Hassan Shaybani is buried there. You must 
remember in Ray in Iran. I look for his grave, but nobody can find it because this Harami Shias Kufar destroyed it, Nam Nishandahi, so they obliterated it. So you are still practicing on the Hanafi school, but Jahalat, you know. So now they said, no, we'll make it Makkah. By the time they reach Makkah, so remember Maghrib time already. You gone for Umrah, which is Sunnah, and you left out your Asr Salat. So I told them, according to me, you wasted your time to go for Umrah. You see? So that is the truth. Because you go for a Nafil, for a Sunnah, and you don't read first because of your own ignorance and so forth. So we want to be super Hanafis. So Jahalat that you must remember. Anywhere in the world you are, after Missal Owal, that when majority scholars say Asr time starts, you read Asr, so it's totally permissible, remember. And more so when you Musafir and so forth. So remember these type of things there. Yeah. So similarly, yeah, therefore I tell the Imams, where you have, oh yeah, another thing I want to announce, all the Imams of the world, I know thousands of you are listening locally, nationally, internationally, to honor your honorable Imams. If you really got love for Palestine, you really got love for Aqsa and you really got love for Hamas and Jihad Islami and our Mujahideen Taliban and others then from today Maghrib time Hadith in Bukhari Sharif Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi read Kunut Nazila Fajr time and Maghrib time so Maghrib time you read in the last rakat. Oh, tomorrow, Fajr time, you start reading Kunut and Nazila. And in that, educate your congregation and tell them we're reading Kunut and Nazila. When Muhammad Durrawal passed away, it was my turn for Jumu'ah day in Newcastle. And I think I announced it, we're going to read Kunut in Jumu'ah. So many Mulvis also ask, is Jais or not? You wonder sometimes, you know. So according to Hanafis, you must remember in every Jahri Salat, any Jahri Salat, Fajr, Maghrib, Isha, Jumma, Turit, Kunut, and Nazila, totally permissible. And Shafis and them say in all five Salats, you can read Kunut and Nazila. When the Bosnia conflict was taking place, that time was Fahad time in 95 and so forth, 94, 95, and that. Every day, Maghrib time, Fajr time, they to read Kunut and Nazila. And what powerful, beautiful dua this to make so that's our appeal remember to all you must remember that so what was your question now uh, did I answer the oh yeah about it Maghrib Salat right I answered the question just one more thing is left so remember therefore we tell the Imams don't be in a hurry you must remember, especially when you got the cosmopolitan and you got different people there, then you just want to rush with Maghrib Salah. That's wrong. You got Hanbalis there, you got Shafis. They just wait two, three minutes, give them a chance to read their Sunnah and so forth, and then you read. Sometime our Hanafis and other Imams also overzealous. They don't even give us time to read our Dua after Maghrib. Remember that. You know these four Duas that are Sunnah, all Sahih Hadiths. After Adhan, not before Adhan, after Adhan is Sunnah to read Duru Sharif. When you hear the Mu'adhin, so what must you say? فَقُولُوا مِثْلَ مَا يَقُولُوا المؤذن, ثُمَّ سُوَلُّوا عَلَيَّا So first Durood Sharif after Adhan, Salawat. Second one, Shahadatain. أَشْهَدُوا اللَّهِ إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَأَشْهَدُوا أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُ رَسُولُهُ Third one, رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّا وَبِالْإِسْلَامِ دِينَا وَبِمُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهِ سَلَّمْ رَسُولًا وَنَبِيًا And fourth one is a long one. Allah 
you must give the people chance to read the sunnah du'as and when you have a mixed crowd and so forth like in many masajids now you got so many foreigners and, and Cape Town you go some masajid even nowadays I saw they give the people chance you must remember to read the Turaqat Salat which is very good so we must learn all these things Al-Imam Shafi'i the genius I give you two things write it down ulama and students Al-Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah when he went to Azamiya Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah was born in the year 80 150 you must remember he passes away his buried day in Azamiya we went there with Allah's help in the Muqaddama of Hidayah introduction is written the day Imam Abu Hanifa passed away he Al-Imam Shafi was born in Gaza so that is what's written there nevertheless you must remember when Imam Shafi went to Imam Abu Hanifa's grave and that place there Azamiya so they told him, read Fajr Salat. So he read. He didn't make kunut. Normally for Shafi's throughout the year, Fajr time, you must make kunut. So the students asked, Imam, you didn't make kunut today? He pointed, ta'zeeman li sahibi al qabr, out of respect for the one who's buried here. And Al-Ashbah wa Nazair. Al-Ashbah wa Nazair is two different books. One the Hanafis wrote, one the Shafis wrote. So the Hanafis wrote, the Ibn Nujim and that. And the Shafis wrote by Allama Suyuti. I have it by me. So there Imam Shaf- the Shafi'i wrote, Allama Suyuti, Rahimullah, and them wrote that. I see some Shafis, they don't understand Shafi'i fiq and that. So you must remember if you're a Shafi'i and you are following the Hanafi Imam, and then you must remember the imam he don't make kunut so you must just follow there is no such that so and your salat is totally valid so I see some shafi guys here in lands other places also I see you tell them but you know they do their own things so you must remember that so when the imam comes up from the second rakat Allahu liman hamida so then he'll say rabbana rabbana so they pick up their hands and quickly they read one dua you don't have to do all that your salat is totally valid there's no sajda so and nothing like that and if you want reference open al-ashbah wa nazahir of allama jalaluddin suyuti you will find the fatwa there of the shafi'i school as well Mutisa, between the nikah and the walima is there any minimum or maximum maximum duration that one has to be waiting so you must remember it depends where the nikah is, where the bride is, because the hubby after the nikah he has to go smooch his wife, you know. He has to go and give her a kiss. He must go in khalwa and privacy and so forth. <laughs> we had a nikah recently, so that Muta told me, he said, no, I'll just give her one kiss and I'll come back. I said, no, Baji, don't work like that. You must spend nice time with her. You give her many kisses, you know, and so forth and so on. So work on 20 minutes, half 
an hour and then you, you must be in privacy with her. That is called khalwa. You don't have to consummate the marriage and take a bath and everybody must know now you went for a super round. You understand? So you must remember that. You just touch her and so forth and so on. And then so maghrib time, asr time, nikah took place and then you did everything, kissed her, what have you. And after maghrib, you got walima is fine. So zohar time, you must remember before zohar was a nikah or after zohar was a nikah. So after half an hour and all that, now everything is done and then they come and this, this, the groom comes. He went to his wife and they had privacy and so forth, 20 minutes, half an hour. So it's fine. And then you have walima with that. So there's no time limit as specific, but you must give common sense, although it's not common. So 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, give them so they can, inshallah, special. They are special, special moments, you know. You don't come every day, obviously. So normally it's once in a lifetime, you understand? So normally, so yesterday we went to visit the lions. So they in uh, the lion park, whatever they call. So I was sitting in front with Frank. Frank is our guide, like you say. So when he said, he asked any questions, now we're leaving. So I said, I picked up, man, you know, I must make panchat. So he looked at me. So I told him, no, Frank, you see me, I'm sitting here in front with you, so we're in business class, and the rest of them, they're in economy. He said, yeah, that's right. I'm not telling the people that in future. Then I told him, Frank, you're taking us for this tour and all that, right, to see the lions and whatever you and other animals. I learned a lot from him. I said, Frank, I'm only asking you one thing. You want to be very frank with us. You understand? So he said, right, 100%. So now he took us to the lions. So I told him, there's the male and there's the others. He said, all these five are female. And then there's male, yes. So the male got a big mane. You know, he got a big beard and so forth. And he don't look. He just look at one eye, you know. You know the lions. They sleep 20 hours a day. They feed them twice a week. And so forth. I asked him how long these lions they live. He said 30 years because they're not in the open. They, you know, they under, they got all that wires and barbed wire and whatever you around, surroundings them. But like in Kruger Park, they open, so they have to fight and all that. So they die after 15 years or so. So yeah, they're under captivity like that. So mashallah. So they don't, that's what he taught me yesterday. So I asked him, what's this guy's name? So this lion, this male. He gave me some name, you understand? In Ipedi or Shonga or whatever, uh, some language, I don't know. So I said, what it means? He said, the lucky one. I said, he's the only male in this five female years. So how lucky he must be, you understood? So he had a good laugh there and so forth. So though you, you guys who got two, three, four wives, so mashallah, lucky ones, but afterwards you start walking in Ruku Sajda also, you see, because you're tired and retired also. Anyway, let's get you on up. Jazakallah here into Mufti Sahib. This afternoon's Q&A program is brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. We continue after the break. And remember, around 10 to 4, it's going to be time for Dua. This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132.